When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later. Hello again and welcome to episode 11 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. Uh, we're here in London as always and with me again as always I have... James Ross. Rick Monroe. Meredith. Lydia Nicholas. And you guys are playing... Uh, Sir Bertrand Bertie McGuffingham, Unconscious Sleeping Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hamid the Halfling, Terrified Sorcerer. <laughs> Who's been acided and steaming. I'm, I'm fine, I'm yeah. <laughs> Zolf, the dwarven cleric, who right now is super deaf. <laughs> uh, and Sasha, who isn't really that hurt, likes stabbing things and hasn't managed to do that very often. Silly Sasha. <laughs> okay. Children's book, Silly Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> You've not stabbed anyone today. <laughs> so we will be jumping into sort of the middle of combat, mm-hmm. but uh, just to reiterate what's happened for any listeners that had to miss an episode, they have been, the party have been wandering around in other London investigating the uh, bombers of Edison's house came upon the marketplace where all of the uh, where they suspect all of the weapons that were used by them have been sold and then got ambushed by one of Sasha's old friends and a bunch of his cronies mm-hmm. and thankfully Sasha managed to scare off a couple of the dogs with a uh, thunderstone and um, Bertie managed to take one of them out before having a nap <laughs> so uh, we're pretty much going to be picking up where we left off Sasha's just seen the head one of them jump into one of those tents and he's stocking up on what look like really flammable bottles of things. Yep. And I tried to throw a dagger and oh, I missed. missed. You'll get better. Level level one <laughs> is level one. Um, so starting with Hamid. Uh, right. So I'm still back to back with Zulf, um, desperately fighting for our lives. Uh, I can see directly in front of me the prone form of Bertie. Uh, one, of our, side, <laughs> one of our enemies lying um, damaged next to him, but then uh, just behind them, I've got uh, another enemy and his dog, um, and uh, I'm still kind of shaky-handed, just about holding myself together, um, loading my crossbow to fire a yet another bolt at the... Um, the same uh, guy. Uh-huh. I won't be attacking the dog <laughs> yeah. unless he attacks me. Well, Aww. the dogs are smaller, so they're harder to hit. That's why. Not because they're adorable. Yeah. I definitely miss rolling a three. Aww. Oh, yeah, that's a definite miss. It shaky, shaky hands. It not changed between episodes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the bolt flies past the man into one of the tents through the material and you share it. Ah! Oh, no. <laughs> okay. And uh, Zolf, you're up. Okay, uh, so I'm still facing off with uh, another also deafened uh, by the thunderclap um, <laughs> guy, and we have been <laughs> swiping at each other trying to make something happen. So uh, let's let's continue in this in this regard, and I'm going to take another jab at him with my uh, trident. Sure. And I'm going to maybe on a 14 hit. Is that 14 plus? No, it's a 14 total. Okay, let's have a check. Oh. 
Come on. Oh, come <laughs> on with the 13 I'm, AC. I, I'm sort of liking the, the it's missing. A no. oh. It's a miss. Oh. It's guys, a very close miss. Oh. It's, it's, you guys are just performing a kind of weird ballet. We really are. <laughs> it's, it's like capoeira with swords. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have tried it. Oh, oh, my mistake. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so... What does Scary McMahon do? The uh, guy who has been facing off against Zolf, mm-hmm. he... Yeah, he'll, t- he'll take that swing as well. Oh, no. <laughs> and 17, he, he will miss. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they just staggering oh, My no dice bottom hit is on. lower than his, so statistically I'll win this. Um, eventually. eventually. Uh, of old age. Bertie is stable, <laughs> unconscious, and snoring. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm having this dream where I'm falling and falling into my mother's face. Carry on. I'm going to keep people updated on what's going on in Bertie's rich inner life. Please continue. Okay, the, um, the boss who had jumped into that tent. Uh-huh. Let's see if he notices that you missed. Okay. You could have just thrown right through without him seeing. No! <laughs> he rolls a one! Okay, he, oh, okay. Has, he has no idea that you're there. Thank Your dagger went sailing past him in one end of the tent, out the other end. <laughs> yeah. um, he, he has no idea what's going on. But instead, he's, um, he's, he's still stocking oh, up. The cartoon of this. So it's like, that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he's got a rucksack open, like I said, mm-hmm. and he's still just plucking vials and putting them in there. And um, he mm-hmm. then reaches up and grabs what looks like a bandolier, mm-hmm. much like again the ones that the bombers were using. Uh, he's strapping it on himself. Um, it's like a big belt that you can wear oh, okay. either on your waist or across your torso, mm-hmm. and it has Brandy lots and lots and lots and lots of either pouches for ammunition mm-hmm. or sort of um, sheaths. So well, that I think, it's I think the, the idea one of throwing thing we can say has come out of this fight with positive is we found the right tent. Yeah. 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 Now we just need to survive to tell to figure out what yeah. to do next. But he's he's stocking up certainly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's his whole turn is just him still stocking, stocking up because he's not aware that you've every day I'm stocking. Yep. Is that Santa's song? He's every day Santa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, the guy with his dog. Hmm. He is. I think he now getting his dog under control is mm-hmm. going to start moving back in again. So, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, yep, Uh, um, Zolf gets an attack of opportunity because he's entered within the 10 foot range. Yep. Ooh! Ooh! (laughs) Ooh! (laughs) 17! That's a hit. Yay! Four damage. Four damage, yep. Okay. Goodness me, I'm dropping stuff everywhere. So as I notice it, oh. so as I notice him uh, coming in, I'll fend the other guy with my shield, kind of jab forward to kick back mm-hmm. and stab backwards. Oh, um, very nice, sort of overhammered shoulder. Yeah, very good. It's over his head. <laughs> <laughs> we are both quite short. Which one are you shorter? Hammered. I am. Uh, I wrote it down four foot three. I'm three foot two. Oh, oh, he's, no, got whole, he's got no. a whole foot on me. No. <laughs> no. I'm pretty okay. sure the exact same noises happened first time. Yes, <laughs> yeah. uh, sizes. The dog. You've got a foot on me. The dog <laughs> moves wait, in wait, now make on a scale. Five, ten, fifteen. No attack opportunity for no. Zolf because he's used it. Is flanking now, Hamid, and he's going to go for the attack. Oh. And gets a natural one again, oh. much like before. The dog doesn't quite uh, realise what's going on, just sits down. and it's think... <laughs> it's just a bit of a naff dog. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I reckon it's the pup. It's the youngest one that's still learning the ropes and doesn't really know what it's, it's doing. Sits, wags its tail, looks up. Yep. <laughs> you say look up. It's 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 Hamid. It looks down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I found the man. <laughs> there you go. Good boy. Well done, mate. We stare at each other right in the eyes. It's <laughs> <laughs> level. And Sasha, you're up. Uh, okay, so I have a whole turn of stuff. Uh, one question. Mm-hmm. If I were to try and knock down this tent, mm-hmm. given that my strength is a minus one, mm-hmm. is that something that is any way plausible? Like, totally how doable. strong is this tent? Totally doable. Honestly, it looks more like someone put it up uh-huh. as an arbitrary sort of marking out of the territory. You're, mm-hmm. un- you're underground. There's no rain. There's the occasional yeah. drip. There's no wind. So it's definitely not a particularly sturdy thing. Yeah. It is a very standard, almost gazebo structure, you know, four vertical pole tents yeah. um, meeting in a cross at the top. 
you could certainly hack down. Um, you could. I could. Could I just pull a, a pole? Yeah. And I want this to collapse on his head. Sure. I'd make it a standard action uh-huh. for you to effectively just yank one of the poles in the hopes that the whole thing yeah. falls down on it. Right. Cool. That's what I'm going to do. What Go do for I roll? It. Um, give me a. Um, Is this mm-hmm. a, it's acrobatics? Really? Let's I, say that you take... I've got disabled device. <laughs> <laughs> it's disabled a tent device. <laughs> I've got a good bonus on that. Let's say that you take a five-foot step beside the counter so that you can just reach across and pull a tent pole. Uh, don't go over it, go around it, because otherwise mm-hmm. it's extra rolls. Yep. And now just give me a standard uh, strength roll. One and minus one, guys. Hopefully a low AC though. <laughs> oh my wow. god! Not, not that low. <laughs> oh, I got, I got a one! What are the three ones in a row? It's, it's uh, looking at astronomical. This is not... This is not right. You have dodged up these dice. I've dodged up my dice. <laughs> you oh, dodged up my dice. I got a one with a minus one. Answer, Does it collapse on me? The answer to your question, Ben, is one in eight thousand. So do I accidentally likely, set up no. an entire so, new tent? <laughs> so you reach out to um, pull the thing. Oh, you gosh. give it a yank. Don't notice one of the guide ropes and manage to accidentally tie one of your hands up into it. Oh, gosh. Um, you're going to need to take a move action to remove your hands from basically having t- been tied up in the guide ropes. Do I have that move action left? Um, I've taken a, I've taken a five-foot step. You had now. to take the five-foot step, so you'll have to do it next round. Oh, my gosh. But you wouldn't have been able to reach the tent anyway without You've a step. endured an attack of opportunity from the dread gazebo. <laughs> <laughs> All shall fear the gazebo. It followed you from Edison's garden. <laughs> We, we are bad rollers, guys. <laughs> we are. Hamid, you're up and you're flanked. Uh, ha- Hamid is genuinely starting to hyperventilate. <laughs> oh, yeah, this he is, is, this is he's seriously panicking. He, he, he's more or less lost his mind. He's going to turn to this guy, forgetting he doesn't have a weapon. Mm-hmm. He's going to start just trying to shove him away. Sure. Except his hands have turned into claws. Nice. He still hasn't noticed. (laughs) (laughs) He's still just batting someone away, just with razor (laughs) sharp I get two attacks, because they are natural weapons. Mm -hmm. I miss with both of them. Whoa, 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 whoa. Another natural one. Another natural one. People. That is insane. (laughs) Okay, so what I'll say is that with the natural one, in a... More oh, broken nail. Now one in a hundred and sixty thousand. Come, we can make it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, with the natural one, Bertie, pa- um, sorry, Hamid, panicking, sort of bats out, sees that his claws are razor sharp, and goes, <laughs> <laughs> and basically completely flubs the second attack because he's still too concerned about the fact that his his hands have gone all dragony and clawy. I, I, would, I wouldn't even recognise them as dragony at this point. They're sure. just, but they're just claws. And I'm <laughs> slightly weirded out. <laughs> slightly. Okay. Well, I think I, I'm more afraid for my life. I, it's hard to focus on the fact that my hands are spontaneously into <laughs> claws. Like, well, I'm pretty certain I'm about to die. My, my hands are weird, but I'm going to deal with that later. <laughs> <laughs> Zolf, you're up. Uh, I'm going to continue this incredible ballet. This dance of death. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm not going to move because I, I could try and flank using Hamid, but um, that would open him up to a third person <laughs> having access, so I probably would ruin everything. Uh, so I'm going to make a stab. Uh, that's a 15. 15? Is that in total? Yes. You're going to hate me. Oh no! They've got yes. blooming 16 AC, don't they? Yes, they do. Ah, this is the worst. These are formidable people. Oh. You're formidable. No, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Yes, I am You're formidable. a formidably bad person. There you go, Tony. Okay, the guy you're squaring <laughs> off good against. Save. Good yes. save, Ben. <laughs> High five, minus one charisma, people. Yeah. <laughs> so, the guy that you're squaring off against uh, is nothing if persistent. And, <laughs> and let's see how many misses we can go for. So, he gives another attack. Ooh, what's your AC? 17. Nope, it's missed. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, we are sorry. Yeah. So sorry. Uh, Bertie continues to... Uh... Bertie is having this dream where he, he's in the middle of an exam, but he's naked for some reason, but he's kind of fine with that. <laughs> but um, Hamid's screaming two chairs across. Hamid is screaming really, really, really loud. <laughs> and Hamid's desk has turned into claws. <laughs> Really weird. (laughs) Okay, right. So the boss. Oh no. The boss finally finishes. Has he noticed my screw up? 
um, the, the one, which was actually a zero because I rolled a natural one where I have oh, a minus one. Well, let's see. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he that was he didn't roll a, a one. He rolled a five. He, he has Bertie levels of perception. Yes. Yes. He is not a perception. He's got his guy. head stuck in the back. <laughs> so yeah, he he finally finishes uh, loading up on stuff. He he closes oh, the bag, no. puts it on his back, vaults over the counter at the far side to what Sasha was moving. So that's one more square than that. Making an acrobatics check. Bail it, bail it, bail it. Which, with his modifier... Fall over and explode, fall over and explode. (laughs) Come on. No, he's a a very acrobatic guy. He continues his move action. So that'd be... Yep. And then reaches into the bag and draws out a flask in each hand. For anyone who can't see, I'm now glaring. (laughs) He draws a flask from each hand. Okay. In each hand. Sorry, Not what from, from, from each hand? hand. <laughs> 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 He's a sorcerer, but his lineage is grenades. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Hamid. Oh no, no, what am I saying? Sorry, it's not Hamid. It is uh, one of the men that is flanking Hamid, I believe. <laughs> Everyone is so flanked right now. <laughs> okay. He, I thought I'm flanked by a tent. <laughs> <laughs> the one who is flanking Hamid sees the claws and I'm going to give him a quick he is visibly disturbed by him and me both my friends <laughs> him and me both he, he makes an attack but it's very much a go away go away go away go away go away go away he's, he's kind of lost that vicious bend, bend. it's become a bit more panicky oh, yeah. oh but he does hit critical he threatens a critical in oh, fact this is not good he does not confirm the critical but he does hit dealing. Let's have a look. One damage. Oh, oh, wait for it. You betrayed me, guys. Be, yeah. Six oh. in total. Oh, oh no. he is. Hammond's he is down. down. Hammond falls over. His hands turn back into hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Hammond. So there was an upside. Yeah. <laughs> the, the dog is not eating him, is it? Uh, the dog. It's not the dog's go yet. Why would you say that? <laughs> now it's the dog's go. <laughs> right. Um, the dog holds its action, awaiting oh. a command from its master as to what to do, given that someone's just joined it and is just kind of cosied up and fallen oh, asleep no. in front of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it Chew toy! Okay, Sasha, you're up. Uh, and you're currently tied my arm. into a... Okay, you use one move action to remove your arm. Okay. Uh, I... Uh, I shout, uh, don't throw it, we give up, at... The, the boss. boss who I know. That was very impressive. I was actually phrasing the way to surrender. <laughs> from the action, so I was like, I really hope Sasha doesn't do anything to further antagonize. Oh no, good, good, good. <laughs> don't, don't hurt them. I give up. I, I mean, we give up. I surrender as like, well. We, yeah, we're very surrendering. Yeah, I, very. I, look, I'm, I'm putting it down. I kind of start lowering my shield just in case they try to stab me some more. Okay, the, uh, the one. Oh, who's... your trident, not your shield! Oh, shield and <laughs> So, yeah, the guy who's dual wielding just says, uh, drop the weapon, Sasha and Pals. Uh, Alright, I'll do what you say. Drop the weapon and I, shield. I, I drop the dagger that I'm holding. Mm hmm. Okay. Down to four. I will um, also. Um, just uh, as I drop the weapons, just kind of uh, sort of grab hold of my um, uh, pendant, um, sort of in a like of comfort way, and mm-hmm. start muttering. And it, when my turn comes around, if we're still in combat, technically, uh, cure like wounds on myself. Okay, so the guy um, sees that you've dropped them. He'll then go kick their weapons away. The one who was just flanking Hamid very cautiously around Zolf joins his friend and they just pull your sword and trident away while they do that I will want to use that as sure. to surreptitiously do it yeah, yeah that's fine you can do it then so cool. give yourself your cure yes uh, how do we do um, spell failure do I just roll a d10 and then yep, yep. It's, it's just a flat um, percentage chance it's and it's a 20% yeah. chance of failure because of the deafness so oh actually I need to roll a percentile I guess also make it I'm going to go ahead and say that you uh, didn't hear him Say, put your weapons down. You're doing this off your own because you're oh. deaf, my friend. Completely. Oh, I forgot. Completely yes. deaf. Okay. These guys are also deaf, so I won't have heard the instruction oh. to kick 
Oh, very right. good point. Oh, True. No. Thankfully, what he's doing is he's uh, he's seen that the fight stopped. The one who's freaked out by you is still going to carry on doing because he sees someone putting their weapons down. But that's a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't me backtracking and really we've, carefully we've, covering we've, my tracks. We've all inferred from the situation. <laughs> I, I would say they will always. Um, be, you fail. Yeah, that's later. <laughs> and those two henchmen will always be very aware of what their boss is doing. Like, oh, of course. He's, so if he's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the one the one that knocked Hamid down is quite frankly openly scared. One of them, let's see, there was Bertie who just took out one of his friends instantly. Another one of you launched something which terrified the dogs and made the other one not particularly effective, as far as he can tell. And one of you's turned into <laughs> yeah. like a dragon-handed monstrosity briefly. Um, he's he yeah he's he's and visibly scared and has been checking to see if his boss is watching. Luckily, they hopefully don't know that I'm a cleric because I haven't done anything cleric. <laughs> Right, the, um, yeah, so they, they come over and they just pull your stuff away and they don't try and wield it or anything. Sasha, do come out where I can see you. Uh, so I, I step away from the tent, but the mass of bodies are still between me sure. and, uh, and Mr. Boss. Hammond stops bleeding. Okay. Yeah. That was a fault. Right. Doing a little bit of a self-maintenance thing here. Yeah. <laughs> just, 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 let me, just let me look after, uh, after these guys. Right, like we, we just just let let me check on them. Okay, um, as you're saying that, all of the stall holders, by the way, and the people who are around, um, proceed to um, sort of start putting their swords back underneath the counter. This is not yeah. the first fight they've seen here. Yeah. Not the, today. The eel seller <laughs> pokes his head out from his large um, cauldron. It's not a fired cauldron, just a, it's just a wet cauldron. Pokes himself out from that, sees that his thing's on fire, climbs out and starts, you know, pouring uh, brine over the uh, fire. Just slapping it with eels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Special barbecue deals, everyone! So I'm thinking my next character is definitely going to be an eel uh, ranger. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it's a turned eel wrangler. Eel, an eel mm. wrangler. Can you yeah. not get summon eel at some point from your Poseidon? Um, actually, I think I can already summon an eel. <laughs> <laughs> so, there. not to. So, yeah, the boss. Oh, Sasha. Well, what a shame. You do keep tending to muck things up, don't you, Sasha? I managed to. I managed to get out of. No, yeah, yeah. I, no, I didn't. I didn't manage much. No. Right. Yeah. You and your club-footed friend there you can grab your mates, and you're going to be coming with us. What's he saying? <laughs> uh, I, I, I walk Matt. over. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> I can't hear anything. And I, I just, I come over to you, sh- hold your shoulder, sort of tap at your oh. cleric thing, and gesture at <laughs> the others, the people what? on the floor. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, uh, get on that. Is, uh, am I okay to do that? Is that uh, okay? Yeah, he, he said, yeah, yeah. Good. And look after them. Meanwhile, the uh, two um, two people that were basically taking out some of the party come back over to the boss. Uh, they're all keeping an eye on you guys, but you definitely overhear the conversation of, now grab the ones that are deaf. Grab the... Ro-. Starts gesturing because obviously um, they've got deafened and all that kind of mm. thing. But it looks like he's telling them to pick up his his guys as well. Yeah, um, yeah I'll walk over to both um, Hamid and uh, Bertie and make sure that they're stabilised, which they, they are. themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, my heel can't do anything else, or could it? Can it? No. Your normal heel check can't. Yeah, if can't you were to do a cure light wound, you could get them up and kicking again. After that last spell failed, I'm like, oh, something's gone wrong because um, I couldn't hear myself talking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to wait and instead of wasting all my spells. Um, it's only an hour. So. Okay. One of the guys picks up his friend and takes position by the boss. The boss, uh, dual wielding these oil flasks, uh, sort of comes around, uh, gestures to you. Mm-hmm. Um, right, you your friends you're going to go where I tell you and he gestures towards the alleyway that he had been looking out from that you initially saw him from well I came uh, I came because uh, they so there were some guys came and uh, they up you know, they came up to to, to to you know upper upper London and they said to come down uh, that you know that Barrett wanted to say Sasha, to say hi about Sasha, about Brock you seem to be under the idea that I care. I, I mean, I'm doing what he, he wanted. You? Right? So, walk. Your stumpy little friend, walk. Who is still working on uh, and not hearing this. <laughs> <laughs> I grab you by the shoulder. What, what, what? 
put a, a finger to the lips uh, and like slump like a broken a broken thing and slump towards the the alleyway that we were we were going down. You have an appointment, Sasha. What? I will get up and fall back over and go. I I need something to walk with. I oh. try and get back up again. Fake fall over again. I'm going to get the boss to do a sense motive on sure. your enormous bluff there. You may want to do a bluff uh, I probably should do a bluff check, yeah. Ooh, he's not very good. Still on my minus one. Four! It's four total. Yep. He beats you with a five. <laughs> 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 so with you going, oh no, I'm falling over. And he's just going... It's a good deception. <laughs> what a clever ruse if I wasn't such an intelligent and charismatic man. Oh no, I have fallen and I cannot get up. <laughs> he just raises an eyebrow at you and goes, if you'd like, I can cut off his other leg so don't, it's nice and balanced. Don't mess, don't mess with them. What? Just <laughs> try and communicate with my eyes, but I don't really have a very expressive face. So... <laughs> Right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Ah, right. Expressions everywhere. Expressions <laughs> of panic, fear, yes, terror, right. dread. So presumably you all start moving off. Yes. Okay. You start heading off down that alleyway, um, and it becomes quickly apparent that you're moving from the marketplaces to, frankly, a more run-down area. Um, it starts to slope downhill, um, and as it does, it starts to feel a bit damper. Um, and sadder. It does. Yeah. Sadder's a good word to describe it. Yes. Um, you start seeing some people who are kind of making do with the buildings that have been more destroyed, you know. Um, it starts feeling a bit more like a slum and a bit less like a reclaimed city. Yeah. Um, you keep heading down. As you do, um, the guys who are walking behind you stay very, very quiet, keeping an eye on the boss. Uh, the boss has got the most insufferable sneer on the yep. most insufferable snare. Christmas came early and it was his birthday. <laughs> um, He's Jesus. <laughs> no, yeah. Nobody. He is not. So, I'm still unconscious. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, walking, so, <laughs> it's hard to tell the difference. On walking that. along, um, yeah, it starts deteriorating. You go down a couple of left turns, a couple of right turns, and you come to a another um, sort of staircase. Mm-hmm. Um, this one leading down into what looks like a lower level again. I told you. I told you we shouldn't come here. I told you. Like, why would what? you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am mostly talking because I know you can't hear. So the idea that you've actually responded is even more terrifying. Than... <laughs> right, I, see, oh, nothing, I see your mouth nothing. working. I can't hear you. I can't. At this point, Hamid and Bertie start to come to on the backs of these guys. Um, Wait, which one of us is carrying Bertie? I'm not. Neither of us. Oh well, well, what we'll say is that one of the guys who was free is dragging him, and you are helping. Okay, yeah. I think two of them. Like he is a big. I mean, I'm not. I'm not weak. It's a drag. I can carry hammers. It's a a dragging weight. (laughs) Right. It's not over the shoulders. It's literally a. You know, his head. Oh, his poor armor. Okay, you both come to at one hit point each and feel terrible. Uh, Bertie, you you come to because your head bounces off a particularly large flagstone. Ding, 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 ding. Are you absolutely sure that I noticed? Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't but, say yeah. you noticed it. I just said you woke up. Yeah, all right, right now. And, um, Hamid, yeah, you, you come to sort of across Sasha's shoulders. Um, and yeah, you have one of the men is um, basically chugging Bertie. The other one is back with his boss um, with one of his mates over his shoulder still holding a, a sword and the... Um, Bosses dual wielding still those oil flasks threateningly. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, Hamid. This isn't the sort of place for the likes of you. So. Ow. Down the stairs. Where, where are they taking us? Further down, there's more of this. It just gets worse and worse. It's, uh, it's just. I mean, it, it's not. It's not a nice place. I, I tried to warn you all. I tried, and no one, no one ever. No one listens, do they now? So. Can we order room service? Okay. <laughs> you guys are not going to like it down here. Did you like the eel? No. See. What? 
<laughs> okay, so um, we'll skip ahead <laughs> because it's it's lots more of what and and muttering and room service and, <laughs> and sadness, just sadness from Hammond. Um, you guys carry on heading down and you start entering areas which are still run down, but there don't seem to be many people anymore. And given how crowded the the sort of damper area that you're going through before was, you'd have expected there to be more people. Sasha, of course, knowing this area, knows very well that she's entering effectively the sort of um, contested territories of the uh, underground gangs. So it's no surprise to you that there's no one here. Well, no one visible. Uh, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> uh, no, no man's land is no man's land, even if yeah. it is underground. You know, someone like me can, knows the cracks in the buildings where you can see the, the eyes of the scavenging kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, dashing about but there's no one's so like which automatically I check my pockets <laughs> mm-hmm. so as you uh, continue down Sasha you start approaching a uh, large building that you recognise very much so as being a rather large rather important building that you'd rather stay away from yeah. and with that we're going to take a break and we'll come back in a couple of minutes here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello there, I'm James. And I'm Alex. All the way from Rusty Quill Towers. Now, this August... That's August 2015. If you're listening in the future, then we're all dead and apes have taken over the earth! Ah, curse you apes! You are the source of most of my problems. Now, we're both doing shows at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival this year, and we'd love you, specifically you, to come along. My show is a stand-up show. It's called James Ross Lepidoptera. It's on from the 8th until the 29th of August, except on Wednesdays, at 4.45 at Glow bar on Nidri Street. Um, Now it will be literally the best thing you've ever seen if you've had a very narrow life and an extremely limited field of experiences. And I'm directing a sketch comedy show with a group called Casual Violence. The show's called Om Nom Nom Nominus and it's on The Pleasants Upstairs at 11.15pm from the 20th to the 23rd. If you like those nightmares where you run screaming from a monster only to realise it was actually just trying to invite you to a show but you didn't realise so you instead stayed home alone and watched reruns of Magic Roundabout whilst crying, then this is the show for you. It is the show for me. Yeah. So we hope to see you there and we hope we don't disappoint you too much if it's the first time you've met us. I am not going to disappoint you. I'm really impressive. You're a joy. Anyway, (laughs) with that, let's get back to the show. Let's do that thing. And welcome back. Yeah, so you're approaching a large building to um, everyone who's conscious and isn't Sasha. It looks like you're approaching what once was some kind of town hall. Probably not like the central town hall for London or anything, but certainly large. Again, columns. It actually seems in good repair. Everything around it is is almost crumbled. It's very clear that people have been brought down here to fix it up. Like, And I, sure, I don't mean sure. sort of corrugated iron. I mean there have been masons here. The stone walls are back up. There is a fence, so they have columns out front like you'd expect, like an overhang from the upper floor, and they have fencing rigged up between those columns. There is a metallic gate in the middle so that you'd have to pass through the fence and the gate before you can even get to the front doors, which are large and oak. They seem to be the original doors. Mm -hmm. There are a couple of guys, both with dogs on either side, and uh, they see you coming, and um, the boss of the people that was fighting you just calls ahead. Strip them down, send them in. You know what to do. Um, I stop the guards, in front of the front gate. Each of whom has a bull mastiff that makes the ones that you were dealing with yep. clearly lower down the pecking order. Yeah, I stop. I will not go towards them. Everyone bangs into me. I'm getting sure, sure. Like, I, I, I do not want to go forwards. Sure. Into this front door. 
I have no strategy. I just mm-hmm. do not move forwards for so at least to a moment. Clarify, have I got my hearing back? Um, or is it still within the air? Your hour? hearing is just sort of coming back. Any muttered conversation, anything like that, you're not going to have. Yeah, Bertie and Hamid, you're still at the one hit point, but you you would have been able to sort of start staggering along if you choose. I'd, I'd stop. I do not want to go through those doors. Mm-hmm. Sasha, do we have a problem? Just Is there... I mean, Bar- Barrett wanted me to to come and and talk. So why do, why I mean, he could he could come out here, like and um. I'm sorry, Barrett. Yeah. Could come out here to meet little old you. Well, maybe I could just maybe if it's not that important, then we could just go. Like these guys, they're from Upper London, Ashen. They don't. They they got really? no business I, here. I had no they, idea. They don't. Sort of tapping on the golden filigree of uh, Bertie. They, I'd say, do you mind? No, not really. No. Shut up, Bertie. This is not the place. Like I, I told them not to come. They're just stupid. Okay, they're not. They're not problems for you. They're not involved in any of your argument. Your territory stuff. You know, just just take the cash and we will leave. And there will be no pro- like people will look for these guys, right? People care about them. Well, it's true. We will have people come and look for us. Yeah, like he's mates with. Are you with, stupid? He, he's. They got friends, right? There, it'll be more trouble for you to keep them here. Just right. let them okay. go. Okay, that's enough, right? Okay, right, right. We all good? Yeah, right. You're my catch, Sasha. Mine. It's about time that I managed to bring you back, right? So, what's going to happen? You're going to go in. Your friends are going to go in. Everyone's going to have a lovely little tete-a-tete, right? And then I'm sure that things will work themselves out. Yeah. And the difference is, I'd rather send you in there without a burn on your face. But I'm quite happy to do it, Sasha quite happy as part of this commotion happens there's a balcony up above the main entrance and a couple of bay doors open and sasha you recognize the comparatively well-dressed man who comes out and for the rest of you he is he's older in fact you realize that a lot of the people that you've been seeing around other london are comparatively younger you've not seen anyone bordering on the elderly this guy is sort of pushing pushing 50 and he's got sort of a a gray beard he's not he's well kept not not Hamid styles of sort of obsession about appearance, but certainly he's he's well put together. He steps up to the balcony and just leans across. He's not austerely dressed, but very plainly dressed. Well dressed, but very plain. Maybe with a larger cloak around his shoulders, just for the look of the thing. But there's no there's no gold. There's no rings. There's nothing particularly of worth on him. However, he leans across, uh, sees what's happening. We should Ashen, not be here. Do we have a problem? Uh, no, no, sir, no, no, <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. Sasha, do come in. I won't have you harmed or your friends. And then he literally just steps back, closes the doors and heads inside. All right, I guess. Looks about as safe as it's going to get. This is not safe. I, I think we should just do what they tell us. I still look a bit terrified and I'm clearly quite... Uh, demoralised. Sure. You guys have no idea. I step but forward through the, the through uh, the gate. Yeah, the guards start yeah. patting you down for daggers yep. and so on. Do you want to do any kind of sleight of hand to hide stuff yes. you're holding? Yes, I would like to try and hide at least one dagger. Mm-hmm. It yeah. would be a separate check for each. Yeah. Uh, okay, well I'll try one? and hide as many daggers do as I can. <laughs> do you have one in a spring sheath unused? Yes, one of That them. you get a bonus to hide. Okay. So I'd recommend trying to hide that one. Right, yes, because I use one of the yeah. spring things to throw, and mm-hmm. then the other one, yeah. Cool, so what do I have to do? Just roll a sleight of hand check. Okay, I get seven on that, bonus on that. So, first, the <laughs> first one, 18 plus seven. Plus the bonus that you get for the wrist sheath. Yep. Yeah, um, they start patting you down. Yep. Um, they, they pluck a couple of other things from you, like yep. the, the Thunderstone. Yep. Not the Thunderstone, sorry, the oil flask, things yep. like that. I should roll I should, check, I should roll but honestly, daggers, I don't. Or? Um, if you want to, but I'd be bear in mind if they find one that's hidden that you're trying to hide, they're going to okay. assume you're hiding others. Okay, I'll let them take the other ones. Yeah, I'm going to check on the off chance that they could, but I think they'd have to roll, yeah. They'd have to roll incredibly high to beat your slight hand. So they. <laughs> now I get the rolls! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, for goodness sake! <laughs> So they pat you down, they take yep. the items that um, were readily apparent, mm-hmm. they put them in sort of a coat, take your jacket off you, put it in there, and they just hold it, the jacket with all of the stuff. Mm-hmm. They just if ch- I take my jacket, then my wrist sheath is just sitting there on my wrist, but I am that good. Or something. 
Oh yeah, I guess. It's a sort of hammer's probably to tuck it under the shirt. You're like, yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah, working yeah. to keep it hidden. Yeah, cool. yeah. So they dump that to the side and gesture inside. They then proceed to. They don't even ask Zolf. They take the trident and shield that have already been handed over. Yeah, I wasn't holding them. I dropped them. Have, have you got any other weapons on you? Uh, yeah, I've got a mace. Ooh. So yeah, they will obviously they'll be taking the mace. <laughs> Try and sleight of hand the mace. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this, ram no, it up. No. Ram it up your sleeve. They, oh, I'm pregnant <laughs> <laughs> with a mace. <laughs> <laughs> they, they dump that on the side. Hamid. Um, I'm carrying a crossbow, a bunch of bolts, two two daggers, uh, and about a hundred gold pieces, mm. and they'll, and a healing potion. They'll put all of that in the pile. Again, you see a couple of people draw near, and uh, Ashen's like. Oh no, oh no, none of that, lads, none of that. Bertie? Right, so I've got sword, armour, shit, two swords, because I've got my bastard sword and my rapier. So you've got the the rapier for the formal occasion. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, Bertie doesn't have a gag reflex, but there's nothing on my character sheet to suggest that, so I can't conceal either of those yeah, things sure. about me anyway. As Bertie steps up, the two guards with their dogs literally draw weapons and ready them around you. Two more guys who are on the doors gesture to people inside and two other guys come out. So there's at least four people around you <laughs> as you're stood there in your full plate armour obviously drawing to hand over a bastard sword or something. <laughs> and they're all every single person is ready. There's two archers up on the, yeah. on the balustrade as well, both of which with crossbows aimed at you. No trouble Bertie. Just give it up. Well really, never so outrageously treated all of my life. Look at you brawr. <laughs> Look, he's just he's just stupid. He's not trying to he's Who are not you calling to... stupid? You Bertie to save your life. No. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, presumably this is happening as you're taking stuff off and yeah, over. Sure. Complaining. <laughs> Come on, Bertie, it'll be okay. No. I put a reassuring hand on your um thigh. Knee, <laughs> I guess. Sure. Uh yeah, um, oh, um, I have uh, my potion of cure light wounds, which I haven't done anything with. Yeah. I'm point. guessing they, do they take everything of value or only They'll be taking dangerous? that off you as well. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's the point. Um, I'm a goal. Yeah, while, they're, while they're taking stuff off, um, as they take the potion, I was like, do you mind? Sure your boss wouldn't want us to be uh, looking all scruffy when we I'm also it. sure he wouldn't want you to sprout wings and spit fire from your... Do no. I really look like the kind of person who's going to have a potion that would do that? I'm sorry, your dragony friend over here, or Clot. What? What are you? Hey. Eh? Um. What? He's a Me? halfling. Yeah. I'm um, just an ordinary halfling. He's just. A... I give a very worried smile. <laughs> even... I can bluff really well. I'm kind of too freaked out to do so right now. Sure. The guys just snatch that cure like wounds from you and from Bertie as well. Do yourself. Dump it all themselves, and then just for you to head inside. Uh, presumably, you do so yeah. again. You head inside and suddenly it's almost like you were in Upper London, in somewhere that Bertie would feel almost accustomed to. Yeah, this is much better. (laughs) Where's your room? Down in the basement again, probably. Um, Yeah, there's tapestries, um, carpeting, uh, some stairs. You head up to the stairs and it's very clear that you're being led straight to the whatever room the guy who looked out over the balcony was. And they uh, gesture to some very, very warm looking sort of walnut panelled doors. It's not gold on the door handles, but it's certainly like faux. Um, I've, got, I've got to say, I think it could be. It could have turned out a lot worse than it did, so, you, you know. You think it could turn out worse than this? Uh, yeah. Do you know who these guys are? Uh, they're probably criminals of some form. You realise that I have been a little bit around the world and seen some of the worst pirates around, so let's stop with this whole, oh, you don't know what you're getting into. All right, Mercenary okay. for a reason, okay? I thought we'd been taken prisoner by poor people, so this is much better. At which point, you know, the door opens. um, From the inside, there is what looks to be a butler who's opening the door. (laughs) He just, um, he he gestures in uh, into the room. It's a large office. Again, very, very opulently. And not golden, but it's... It's like, again, it has that certain austere quality, though, that the, the man who was looking out the balcony has. Good quality, well-maintained. Good quality, well-maintained, no frippery. Yeah. There's, there's no gilding anywhere. There's a bookcase on one side, very well-maintained. Some of the books are a little bit tatty, but they look tatty with use, not miscare. Uh, there's a very large desk at the opposite end. What are the end. books on? Give me a perception check. 1926. Pretty much everything. <laughs> like, it's a really, really eclectic collection. There's definitely a couple of magical books in there. Also, there's something on engineering, the mechanics of lightning railway. Sorry. Um, it's still more than high enough. There's stuff to do. There's a couple to do with healing, mundane healing. Like, it's a really, really eclectic collection. 
Um, I just, you know, if I wanted to start a conversation later on an appropriate topic, I could <laughs> pluck something from one of the books and to be honest, discuss. Pick a, pick a topic. Yeah. Like I said, they look well read. Whoever's been reading these knows quite a lot about quite a lot of things. Yeah. On the far side, there's a very small drinks cabinet with, uh, you know, even without perception, well, Bertie recognises there's a couple of decent wines and there's a brandy mm. in there. Personal favourite. Mm. And, yeah, there's the large desk behind which is uh, sat that um, man, let's call him, up close, yeah, he seems about 50 years old. He seems very calm, almost um, gentle. Like, he's, he's not, he doesn't seem to be frowning or anything, and he doesn't seem to be putting anything on. Just very calm, very, very, very sedate. And there's a door off to the opposite side of the bookcase, which is slightly ajar. Um, but, yeah, there's two chairs opposite the desk, and obviously um, there's space for all of you. It's, it's quite a large office. Do uh, come in, Sashen, friend, shall we say? Bertie immediately moves and takes one of the seats. Mm. I sit down. Mm, very nice. Walk in, stay standing. Do introduce me, Sasha. Uh This is uh, Bertie. Uh, Bertie. Bertie is... Sir Bertrand McGuffingham. Ah, yes. Mm. Uh, of Old Bottom. Of Old Bottom. Ah, yes. I thought... Do I recognise you? Mm, I doubt it. Uh, this is Hamid. Hamid. Hi. Um, anyone who's looking at Hamid much will tell that he is, he's like rigid and he's normally very relaxed and mm. he's like, he's, his hands are holding each other very tightly mm-hmm. and you can mm. just, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're perceptive, you'll notice that his, there's this, this white, his, his knuckles are almost white. He hasn't even prestidigitized his no, dress to clean it up. He still looks oh, a no. bit rough. Hmm. Do you have a surname, Hamid? Uh, Hamid Salah Harun Al Tahan. Hmm. Very nice. Oh, uh, Zolf Smith. No titles associated. Clearly. And of course, our dear Sasha. I only met them today. They've got like they've got or yesterday, I guess. Like I've got, I've got that. Just they've got no. A formal reason. introduction would begin with the host. Uh, this is uh, Barrett Rackett. He rules. How many floors of? It's other, six now. Six floors of other London. Mm. You you ever put something down, then and and wonder where it went? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Really, all the time. Well, most of it will end up here. See if there's anything that you recognise. Oh. Um, uh, Barrett gives a really, really benign smile and, and sort of puts his hands up and gives a little bit of a ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sasha, I did send messengers, but they all seem to come back worse than they left. Well, I sort of assumed that you didn't have my best intentions at heart, seeing as... After everything we did for you, you were very successful with us, Sasha. Yeah, and then you, I don't know, sold me to... I'd th- never do such a thing. Right, like, you sent me up to Upper London and then... Formalised your education. And and then killed... I... Yeah, right, so you're such lovely, gentle people. What that... a shame. All of those tutors and none of them taught you how to hold a conversation. Right. Well, I sadly have to get back to business. You'll be sad to hear we're not wanting you back anytime soon. What we do want, however, <sighs> is we want the will. The what? Oh, yes, very clever. He stands up and uh, goes over to the drinks cabinet, walking actually you know, very close to you. If any of you wanted to try anything, could probably manage. Um, I'll have a brandy. <laughs> Good choice. Uh, he he starts pouring himself and uh, Bertie a brandy. I'll uh, just pop my, my hand on Hannah's shoulder and say he's obviously not doing very well. Sort of in a yeah, yeah. friendly pat. <laughs> just say it's okay. It'll be fine. Kind of. He comes he comes back with the brandy. Puts one in front of Bertie. I know that you know that we made it to the house and had a. Recky. And I know that you know that we were looking for something. Well, I mean, I just, I saw that things were messed up and I thought I'd take my chances elsewhere. 
Sasha. Now, your friends do seem lovely people, but you have quite a lot of them. We can whittle that down. Where is the will? I d- what does it look like? I don't know what it is. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, Mar- Martef, he never told me anything. He was just like you, you know? Just you, but in a better suit. Well, that's debatable, Sasha. He looks around, kind of looks to Bertie, to Zolf, then to Hamid. Lingers on Hamid, sort of leans across with his, his brandy. Altahan, was it? I lean over to Bertie. Just go, do you mind? And I reach for his brandy. <laughs> and you can now finally tell that my hand is shaking. And I just, I'll, I'll, I'll try and take it from you. Like, oh, I'm not going to like... I'm steady. I, can we have another brandy over here? <laughs> he uh, raises an eyebrow, gestures to his uh, butler, who uh, walks across, fills a, 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 a halfling-sized glass. There's the yeah, they have an actual halfling glass and passes it to. So I'm assuming that the interim is a reasonably awkward silence. Oh yeah, wouldn't want my old chap. Mostly backwash at this point. The the only one who's awkward at this point is everyone apart from Bertie, Barrett, and Bertie. <laughs> I, I look like I'm about to burst into tears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I'll 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 take the glass and my hand is shaking quite a lot now. And I just drain it and then look at the floor. You may not be aware but certain of your party are significantly more well-known than others. And it would be a shame if they were to disappear. People might come looking, but they only look so far. And I'm not accustomed to repeating myself. So, this is I the last... I don't know! Like, look, okay, I'll... I'll, 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 I'll don't hurt him. He's, he's just... It's, he's, he's not used to this kind of stuff. Like, like so we can... I'll, I'll, I'll help you. I'll help you look for it. I don't... I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll go back to the house. I'll look... Um. Like I'll, I'll check. I'll unlock all of all of the safes. I think I know where he was keeping stuff. I just never managed to get in. He raises an eyebrow. Uh, do come in. The door that's opposite to the bookcase opens, revealing a figure. They are shrouded in a cloak. Uh-huh. Completely shrouded in a cloak. Uh-huh. Um, it, in fact, it's more like a. Um, like uh, an abbot's gown or something. Like it mm-hmm. has sleeves as well. It's covering the hands, really pulled re- very far over the head. Like yeah. the person can probably barely see the floor. Yeah. Height. Um, height is about um, seven foot tall. Oh. And they're gently bending ahead to get in the room. They move very smoothly, very smoothly, and stand beside Barrett. And then he uh, just lean- Barrett leans across the person who who leans their head in very gracefully. Would you be so kind? Um, the person comes around the table and towers above Sasha and looks down. I'm sitting down and I assume shaking. Well, no, actually, no. Even when I'm terrified, I don't shake. But my body is an unlucky weapon. <laughs> <laughs> the figure bends down slightly and then you hear... I don't know. I don't know. I'm not lying to you, Barrett. Do you think you you do you think that I could lie Barrett to you? Barrett holds his hand up to you. This chap's got an awfully sore throat. Maybe he could do with a brandy as well. The, uh, <laughs> the figure from leaning over again straightens, leans in, whispers something very quietly. Barrett nods. Hmm. Fair enough. And the rest? Hmm. Interesting. I, I did not expect that. You know me, Barry. I'm, I'm useless. I'm not. Mm, apparently. So now that they were entirely useless, yeah. I might interrupt, but also will be missed. It might be quite a lot of trouble to get rid of. Why don't you just let us go on our way and we forget about this? When there's still business to be done, I do believe you're looking for. Some, should call them thieves, destructors, I'm not sure what the best term is. Surely the information about them is worth something to you. Depends what it costs. Depends what it costs. It depends what you're offering. I mean, to have friends and such, he looks to Bertie, and then particularly at Hamid, high places. I I like to think that uh, we could come to some kind of arrangement. 
Well, um, uh, Mr. Mr. Barrett, um, my, my resources aren't what they once were, but I'm I'm sure we could uh, arrange something that that would that would satisfy you, um, maybe. Mm. Mm. And yourself, oh. Master McGuffin. Well, of course, obviously the estate of uh, the McGuffingham estate. It's I've fallen on I, well, of course, loads of money, loads, lo- but hmm, hmm, hmm. Well, of course, the McGuffingham name is often enough to extend the longest lines of credit at all of the most uh, well-known uh, establishments. I have, I would assume that it will be very similar in other London, of course. Well, the idea of having such estimable friends oh, and <laughs> and the rest may actually be enough. I would like to think that if I was to extend a communication to yourselves, you would be quick to reply, pertinently. Again, that would have to depend on the nature of the correspondence. He nods, reaches in, and plucks out a uh, a wooden box, lifts the lid, and you can't see what's inside. He reaches and he plucks out a single just copper band ring. I would very much appreciate it if you two would be willing to wear these. Um, That's not what I was asking. I I didn't realise I was beholden to you, Mr. Smith. I thought we were trying to do a deal here. We are. That's why I'm talking to the people who are able to offer me something I want, All right. Mr. Smith. So I'll advise them then. If you don't know what it might cost, not a very good deal. These are merely a means of communication. Well, it doesn't really go with the rest of the outfit, of course. <laughs> He, uh, the laugh was not in character. <laughs> <laughs> he closes the box, puts it to one side. Um, Hamid just starts very slightly crying. Also, his actual uh, tears rolling mm-hmm. down his face now. Oh. T- taking a look at Hamid. Also, uh, Mr. Barrett, as their employer, you are dealing with me. A fair statement, Mr. Smith. Well then, it would seem I have a single condition to give you the information you require. However, it is a condition, not a negotiable one. A single ring. I believe your friend's perfectly capable of discerning any harmful properties. All I would request is the ability to contact all of you, should I require it. Uh, don't, don't do it, Hamid. He's got, he's got collars on people, things that give him lightning shocks. Like He's not a nice man. He does seem like a bit of an oily tick to me. Hmm. Well, my dear Hamid, why don't you just take a look? What, don't what? even need to touch it. Hang on a minute. You just want to make contact. That's the only condition. And to be have my messages received in a favourable light. I don't even require you to listen. I just require you to take the time to receive the message. Taking a favourable light implies an opinion. You can't control those. Unless, of course, there's something about that ring that you're not telling us. I, I do have to say that you can control opinions given enough leverage. Wouldn't one of your the magic... outward appearance, I would say. Mm. Wouldn't one so of your magic chaps be able to have a look at this and see if there's anything special about it? Hamid, can you? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I take a moment to collect myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, my my detect magic spell is quite meditative anyway, yeah, yeah. so it's actually it helps me to go through the mm-hmm. the pattern of that to just draw myself inwards and take a few deep breaths, close my eyes, and Hamid looks like he is starting to reassert some control, and he casts detect magic. Okay, so what you discern is the first thing you discern is a glare, just a glare from Barrett, who is just a wash with magical items. You could take the time to discern, but you'd have to be studying the guy. Mm. And I'm Which not I'm sure Hammond's in that, that kind of a no. state. But yeah, it's it's very much that to discern the ring, you have to deliberately take a point to ignore the the quite bright glare from, yeah. from Barrett. Uh, looking at the ring itself, um, you are able to effectively discern. Um, can you give me a knowledge arcana, please? Yeah. Well, I rolled a three, uh, but I do have seven, so that's ten total. Ten. You're able to discern 
that it's not especially powerful. And given the things that Sasha was talking about, so items that can punish aware and things like that, they tend to be at the, at the high power end. You're not able to discern... Well, if I study it long enough, I can learn the school of magic. Um, presumably you do so. Yeah. Okay. Because that's going to tell me whether it's likely, mm-hmm. not certain, but likely sure. to be harmful or not. So uh, studying it, you see that it appears to belong to the divination school, which, for those of you that don't know, would make sense to do with uh, the yeah. sending of messages. It, divination, actually, for listeners to spell out, there's obviously these different schools. Divination is one dedicated to foresight, the sending of messages, communication, knowledge, knowledge things like that. So it would it would make sense at least. I, uh, it's 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 probably not har- har- harmful. I don't believe anything coming from Barrett isn't. I've never been harmful. known to lie. Tell you what then. How about I put on the ring? And I can relay the messages. Oh, that's that's perfectly agreed. Good. Under the assumption, of course, that you and your subordinates were to uh, uh, we'll stay together. Far. Employees, and yes, they're bound by a contract. Very good. He... That's a that's a bluff. If uh, oh right, <laughs> okay. Because uh, I'm going to no, I'm going to interrupt and go. No, no, Zolf, I'm not going to let you do that. And I grab the ring uh-huh. and I shove it on. You have. No tangible effects, nothing happens, nothing goes weird. There's a pause. Like, I look at you like I expect your hand to blow up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like... <laughs> it's almost embarrassing when it doesn't. I, I struggle to make eye contact with the two of you. Is any consolation, <laughs> Hamid? I had the pleasure of meeting your father once. He was also a very excellent communicator. Just the once. I look puzzled. Much like my actual faces, but I have to articulate it out loud. Well, then, it seems that it would be fair for me to uh, give you something. He pulls out from a drawer a little bit of parchment uh, and passes it to Zolf. Upon it is um, written what looks like a very bizarre map. Um, it, Sasha sees it in the passing. It's very clearly another London map um, where the the key covers stuff like layers. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a route that sort of goes up, then down, then up, down, down, up, down, up, down, which dissolve. You've seen one before, but... But I'm not used to it. No, not at all. Yeah. It's a very weird way of doing maps. Um, it's perfectly mm-hmm. transparent to Sasha. Um, if you were to follow that, you would find yourselves at a compound. And in that compound, you'll find all the people that you're looking for. Very little happens here that I'm not at least aware of, even if I don't condone it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you mean you didn't, you didn't take it? Me, no. Probably just supplied the people that did, though. What would be the benefit to me of a machine that follows orders anyway? There's no skill involved in that, besides which I find them so lacking in initiative, innovation, improvisation, all the things that you brought, Sasha. Well, given that you know so much, do you know why they took it? I might, but that wasn't the agreement. I was just trying to appeal to your ego, but... Oh, <laughs> it's a very excellent, anyway, very excellent idea. Business is concluded, yes? Mm-hmm. Good. I, uh, I do hope you have a good time. I, I will make sure that nothing of yours has been tampered with. You may leave with all of your things, of course. I'm not a monster. Okay. Th- thank you. Oh, you're very welcome, Hamid. And uh, I'll tell you what, a little something for the road. Master McGuffingham. He uh, gestures to the butler who comes over with the remainder of a bottle of brandy. I, uh, I hope that you enjoy it. Oh, cheers. Am I being handed the whole tantalus here, or is that... Uh... Uh, you're being handed what's left of the uh, bottle, yeah. But the whole thing. Oh, okay, all right. Um, thank you. No, I can't be. Uh, you, you sent a note, uh, Barrett, about, about... About Brock. Oh, goodness, yeah. I almost forgot. I must admit it was a just little, little sweetener to get you here. Uh. However, he... Leans across to the seven-foot-tall person who's just been stood there, cowled. He reaches across, puts his hand on his shoulder, and goes, Brock is in Paris. He's happy. Enough. What, what does that mean, though? What, what does that mean? I mean, someone doesn't vanish to become happy. What? What does that I'm sorry. I fear that you may be uh, mistaking me for someone who'd be quite happy to tell you. Frankly, I think you should take what you can get. 
If you'd like, you can stay and we can discuss the matter further. Um, you can stay as long as you want, Sasha. I I think that I'll I'll be I'll be I'll be heading out with these guys. We've got yeah, I think we've got a quest now. Let's uh let's wrap up and go, shall we? I presumed as much. And he gestures for you to leave the office. The butler opens the door. Can we turn something about the creepy seven foot person? You can give me a perception check. Uh, seven minus one is six. Uh, I got uh, sixteen. No. Like okay. nothing at all. It's it's a tall person, presumably covered in a thing. A cow weirdo. Cow weirdo. <laughs> well, that's an episode title right there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you know what? I think it's worth um, calling it there. Um, so we scurry out, grab our things. I think we leave. stumble. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, we should wrap up. So that was that was a good one. Uh, yeah. Nice bit of intrigue again. So. Um, Backstory feast. Mm. <laughs> nom, 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 terror. I add a magic ring to my inventory. A magic ring of unknown. I purpose. have some brandy. And while we work out the paperwork, I think uh, we'll <laughs> say goodbye. So, uh, from everyone here, bye. See you later. bye. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill or email us at mail at RustyQuill.com. Thanks for listening. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming, and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Programme. The Programme audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for the programme audio series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode.